0: Hey, I'm Daniel, and welcome to the Milwaukee Chi Alpha podcast. What you're going to get from this podcast is biblical encouragement for college students in Milwaukee. And if you don't fit that description, this can still be a good listen for you. What you're about to listen to is our sermon series called "Sent." We're studying the book of Acts, the ordinary people who had an extraordinary story. glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily, those who are being saved. Thank you, Hannah. I think you all know me. What uh, if you don't mind is Catherine. I'm one of the directors here at Chi Alpha. Jeff and I um, together are married and direct, so that's fun. Um, <laughs> Yeah the book of Acts. So when I was in college, when Jeff and I were in college, we ran cross country. And, you know, college, yeah, very, you, very, very impressive. Um, college cross country takes a lot of time, you're running a lot, and we had kind it. Of, we were known around the school for just having a really tight community, tight-knit community. We were all a little bit weird, we all ran probably way too much, um, yep, people are nodding a that's true. Um, and we just kind of did weird things together. And we were always hanging out together. Endless movie nights, endless activities, and being outside, and all these things. And I remember one time in particular, my dad was running a marathon. And he was running it, it was like Sunday morning at 7 a.m., and I really wanted to go watch. But the problem was, we had a track meet the day before, that ended around three or four p.m. and the marathon was 12 hours from where we were going to school, and I think it was what 12 hours without stop. But I really wanted to go see, so who was I going to get to go with me? The cross country team, of course. So by of us, four of my friends, we hopped in a minivan. I don't even remember who it was. Was it yours? So just a minivan. So like. We, I think we, like, carpooled down to Jeff's parent house and took Jeff's minivan and drove through the night. After a track meet, so after being exhausted, drove through the night to Cincinnati, got out at 6 a.m., watched my dad run a marathon at 7, went to my house, we all took a nap on the couch, we fell asleep to the movie Inception. <laughs> Worst movie to watch while you're falling asleep. Seriously, really spooky. It's about green. It's, yeah, that's tough. My dad tried to like say goodbye to me and like woke up my friend instead. And she's like, Who are you? Great <laughs> <laughs> time. So, slept for a couple hours, got back with the van, drove 12 hours again overnight, so two overnights in a row, arrived back at school at what, like 8 a.m. I had my senior project do that day. Really, really, really stupid (laughs) weekend. Um, But that was like, that was our community. Like I wanted to go watch my dad and I knew the country team was gonna jump on board with me and we would make it happen. Um, Great memories. But I think this idea of like a really tight knit community is something we want. Maybe you've experienced it, maybe on a sports team, maybe at your church, maybe at a school, maybe some other, Thing kind of bonded you together. But I think this is something we all want. We want this kind of community. I think college, we envision this in college. Like college is where you're gonna meet your good friends. These are gonna be your lifelong friends. You'll live together, you'll hang out together, you'll party together. There's no parents to drag you home at the end of the night. Like we envision this idea of community that's deep and close-knit and a lot of fun. I think fun is also option included in this vision. And this is what we want, but it's hard. It's hard, especially if you're new, like if you're new to college, whether you're a freshman or not, like through the pandemic, like this is hard. Deep community like this, that's true community where we can trust each other and actually be ourselves, is hard. What we see here in the book of Acts, if you wanna go back to our passage, um, and we can just leave our passage on the screen for a while. Um, we see here a glimpse of a beautiful community, one that far surpasses my cross country experience or any community that we probably have experienced. Maybe you've experienced this. I'd like to hear about it. But we see a picture of a beautiful community where they did life together. This, this right here is what the first church looked like. This is a lot different than our view of church. Whether you come from a small church or a mega church, probably doesn't look like this because it's a building we visit on Sundays, maybe there's small groups, but this is what church looked like originally. This is what we want Kai Alpha to look like. This idea of life together, breaking bread, eating together, praying together, selling property to help people who are in need. There's a trust, there's a beauty here. And part of that is seen in the fact that the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Like, people wanted to join this community. It's a beautiful picture of community. But I want you to think for a moment, what was the common denominator? Because communities kind of need, there's like, their foundation. Like, you know, we didn't all just, like, meet in a room and say, oh, let's hang out. Like, no, we all have running. We have something in common. What is a common denominator? Because it's not Christianity. It's not religion. And we might want to say that it's Jesus. And while there's some truth there, that's even like just saying Jesus isn't completely accurate. So what brought them together? If you were here last week or if you've read the book of Acts, you know the beginning of this chapter um, was what we talked about last week. There's this huge transformational moment. So we see in Acts chapter 1, Jesus, after rising from the dead, spending 40 days with his people, ascends into heaven, goes up into heaven. Before that, he says, go and wait. For the gift. Go and wait for the Holy Spirit. Spoiler alert, we know what is coming, but they didn't. So they went to Jerusalem and they waited. And they waited. And they waited for the Holy Spirit, whatever the heck that is, and they lived their life. But they also waited and they prayed. And so the day of Pentecost comes, the beginning of Acts chapter 2. The disciples are all, the people are all gathered together, 120 of them. And the Holy Spirit comes, and suddenly their life has changed. And there's lots of things in that. But one of the things we see is that Peter, who is not really known for being like a put-together guy, he's like, you know, there's that person in the group who's probably going to say something off the cuff. That was Peter. Like, Peter cut off the guy's ear at the end of the last book. But Peter, after receiving the Holy Spirit, stands up and gives a beautifully eloquent sermon to the people. And 3,000 people join with that. They go from 120 people to 3,000. That's that's crazy, but that's that's what they had in Jesus, or sorry, that's what they had in common. They let Jesus, they let the Holy Spirit transform them. So I'm just I to break this down just to make sure we're all on the same page here. It's not that just that they believed in Jesus and knew who he was. Because there are a lot of people who thought Jesus was a great guy, or liked him, or maybe even thought he was the son of God. But it wasn't just that they believed in him. It's that they wanted him to change their life. They said, Jesus, send the Holy Spirit and make my life different. Transform my life. This is a common denominator. And this passage is what we see as a result. We've talked the past couple weeks about Jesus and the Holy Spirit transforming our lives. And when the Holy Spirit transformed their lives, this was the result. A beautiful community was formed. Again, just looking at the things they did. They broke bread together in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts. They praised God. They were filled with awe at the many wonders and signs. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. They cared for each other. They lived life together. They had friendship. They have trust. They have community. Jesus transformed them, and it transformed their community. I think we have done perfect. Look at that. Jesus transformed them, and as a result, it transformed their community. Again, we've been talking for the past few weeks about letting Jesus and the Holy Spirit work in our lives. And so many of you, so many of you over the past few weeks have said, yes, that's what I want. I want him to change my life. I want him to transform me. I want what he has. I'm not satisfied with where I am. And as we allow Jesus to transform us, as a result, our community will change will transform our community. What if we, what if we all the even as a problem? And it creates this circle effect because Jesus transforms us and as a result, our community is transformed. There's deeper trust. Together, we're working through this. Our community is changing the way we care for each other, the way we love each other, the way we put other people first and they put us first. And as our community starts to transform, our community starts to transform who we are. So it creates this cycle. As Jesus transforms us, it transforms our community. Together, we transform each other. Our community continues to develop. And we just keep growing to be more and more like Jesus. Together, we're growing and learning and becoming more like Jesus. Together, we're seeing our blind spot. We're learning to love people. We're learning to call each other out. We're learning how to be called out by people in community with us. We're learning to have grace for people around us who are far from perfect, but who are on this journey with us. Our community starts to look different. Why don't we talk a lot about the three anchors here. Someone tell us what the three anchors are. Real devotion. Real community. real community. It's funny. I know, like at least three fourths of you know. I know you all know. This like who's actually gonna be the first next week? I'm gonna have you all them in unison. Yeah, real emotion, real community, real responsibility. So our second one is real community, and we like to say Jesus wants to transform us mm-hmm. in daily community transform us to daily like community as we're eating lunch as we're having coffee as we're doing homework as we're studying in the basement the library as we're not studying in the grind library like he wants to transform us as we're hanging out at cambridge cottage as we're at car retreat as we're walking to class as we're staying up late talking to our roommates jesus wants to transform us in community Again, in the passage, we see this daily aspect. They daily broke bread. They daily gathered. They daily did things together. As we are transformed, it changes how we do community, and in turn, our community continues to transform us. We like to say, God, what God does through you, or sorry, what God—spoiler alert—that's the end of it. What God does in you. He wants to do through you, what God is in you, he wants to do through you, what God has done in your life, the way he transforms you, he wants to do you that in other people's lives, and this takes time, this is not an easy fix, this isn't like, okay, tomorrow our community is going to be amazing, I mean, it already is amazing, so but it's not, it's not an easy fix, Jesus told him to wait, if you remember, again, Jesus said, wait, wait for the gift that I'm bringing, wait for the Holy Spirit. So they went about daily life, but they waited, they gathered together, they prayed, they gathered in anticipation. We know they gathered together because it was that they were all together in the upper room. They spent time praying, and the Holy Spirit showed up, and everything changed. And again, this beautiful community was formed. But it didn't stop here. If you look at this passage, if you look at the next sections, if you look at the full book of Acts, as we talked about a couple weeks ago with Acts chapter 1, This spread, the gospel spread and community spread. In cross country, to join our community, you had to run. Like, sure, maybe you could hang out with us sometimes, but we were a little exclusive. Like, we were a cross country team. We ran together. I I don't know what to tell you. But the cool thing about this, about what they have here, is everyone was welcome. It wasn't exclusive. It wasn't exclusive. This community, they showed to everyone around them. They showed love. They showed care. They lived life with everyone around them. Because if you notice, if you notice, if you can, don't mind going back to the passage for me, it's all these things they do together, and at the very end of the line, the Lord added to their number daily those who They lived in community, and people started becoming a People started joining them, and through their community, through the way they lived, People started to experience Jesus. We know if you look later on, they cared for orphans and widows, which may think like a, duh, what else are you going to do? But like these, the orphans and widows, those were the marginalized people in their society. Those were the people that didn't get taken care of. And this community cared for them. People came to know Jesus because of how they lived their lives, because of the community. Our third anchor is real responsibility. We often say, Love finds a need and meets it. Love finds a need and meets it. And this is both physical and spiritual. Physical needs and spiritual needs, both are important. But this community did this. We see in verse one of the verses, I'm sorry, I keep making you go back and forth. But we see they sold their property and possessions to give to those who were in need. How crazy is that? They sold what they had because their friend or this person they didn't know was in need. They cared for each other. They cared for each other enough to care for each other's physical and spiritual. needs. How beautiful is that? Because Jesus transformed them. It transformed how they... Interacted with the world, how they cared for the world. They cared for the marginalized. They cared for the abandoned. They went out. It started like when, it, you know, because it was, it was Judaism. But this community said, no, we want to reach the whole world. They went out. They went out to the Gentiles. They went out to the Samaritans who were not liked. Jews didn't go to Samaritans. But they went out and showed love. Everyone, we want Jesus to transform us, but He doesn't want to stop there. He wants to transform us as a community, and He wants to change how we do community. I have a simple example. We're going to take some time to discuss it in a few minutes, but I have an example of this. A few years ago. Um, Jeff and I were talking. We had a we had a great group. and We loved it. We hung out all the time. We had brunch. It was awesome. We're talking about Kiyoppa, um here in Milwaukee. Um, but we, Jeff and I, started talking one time, and we just kind of had this conviction. Like a lot of our, we just like we don't mind each other. We had this deep conviction from the Lord that everyone is made in the image of God. So why, why aren't we treating people that way? Why aren't we honoring? Why as a community are we cutting people down? And so Jeff and I started talking about it with our leaders and started talking about it in our community. And since then, I don't even know how long it took, but since then, our community has been transformed. Can you talk with anyone who's been in Chi Alpha long enough? What do we say about honor? Put a crown in. Rachel and I were at a church small group last night and I raised my hand to say something, and Rachel knew exactly what I was gonna say. Like she knew I was going to honor. Like we honor each other. Honor is putting a crown on somebody's head and watching them throw into it. we could spend a long time digging into what that means and what it doesn't mean. But this idea of honoring each other, of talking good about each other, of not gossiping of talking positive about each other to each other. And what a difference that has made in our community where there is now just a deeper trust because I know, I know if Elise is mad at me, she's not going to go complain to Rachel. I know if Caitlin, my staff member, is mad at me, she's not going to go complain to Rachel and Sam. What a beautiful thing to be in a community where you know that people are not going to speak negatively about you. In fact, people are going to lift you up. Just one small example of how Jesus transformed our community. But as great as that is, he doesn't want to stop it. I want to ask the question, what would our community look like if we let Jesus transform? What would our community here look like if we let him transform? We're going to discuss that, and the other question I want to discuss is what is your part in that transformation? Um, we're, we we uh, actually have a bit of time, so Jeff, would you be willing to just come play at a chorus of something? Um, as Jeff's playing, um, as Jeff's playing, just think about this. Just think about this. what how did you just want to transform our community? Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at MilwaukeeXA to keep up to date on our events and services. Or stop by Bolton Hall Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. in room B40.